Hallelujah. Take your seat and give the Lord a clap offering. Celebrate the Lord in our midst tonight. Are you celebrating the Lord? Hallelujah. In this season, I think we need to have more time and wait on him and minister unto him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So that the Lord will rub more unto us. Amen. Your sometimes ask ourselves, what is it that the Lord has not even taught us? So it is time for you and I to give it back unto him. Hallelujah. Of all the goodies and all the blessings and all the powerful things that he brings our way. That you and I will stand before him and lift holy hands unto him and give him all the glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Tonight, I welcome all of you into the presence of the Lord, into your father's house. Enjoy me to celebrate Papa, the seventh man of God in our midst, the eye of Adonai, the angel of Adonai. Are you celebrating the king in our midst tonight? Give the Lord a clap offering and celebrate him for his servant in our midst. Papa, we celebrate you. As the Lord continue to favor you for good. And let the Lord continue to make you a praise in the land. And let all who behold you know that of a certainty, the Lord is with you. And the Lord is taking you to the place called there. And that all the good things that the Lord told you years ago and then now are coming to pass to his praise and to his glory. And no man, no machination, and no workings of the enemy will be a hindrance. Hallelujah. It shall be in the name of Jesus. Like Paul said, it shall be as the Lord said it. As he said it, then we need not do it. Amen. He said, with our eyes we shall see it. And say that of a truth, the Lord our God is true. Hallelujah. Celebrate the Lord once again for our papa hallelujah and celebrate the lord also for all the ministers of god the pastors the elders and most importantly you the great woman and the mighty man in our time that god has earmarked you and i for victorious overcoming every day of our lives not sometimes, but every day of our lives. Hallelujah. And we all that do, do is just stay in correctly and align ourselves well. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for the opportunity to speak to you. Tonight, we're speaking on the subject, the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. The power of the blood of of Jesus Christ or the power we derive from the blood of Jesus Christ hallelujah amen you come to understand that blood always stands for life amen blood represents life blood signifies life and so in Leviticus Chapter 17, verse 11, when God was speaking to the people of God concerning the sacrifice that they should bring to him, he said, I need you to sacrifice life unto me. And that is why I need you to sacrifice the blood unto me. Hallelujah. He said, for the life is in the blood. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? In Leviticus chapter 17, verse 14, and Deuteronomy 12, 23. Can we have the scriptures? The blood. It says, only be sure that thou eat not the blood, for the blood is the life. That's what I want you to take note of. As for the others, we can deal with them later on. Hallelujah. He says, for the what? The blood is the life. Amen? And in Leviticus 17, 14, he also makes another emphatic statement that blood 
represents life. And very soon understand why God is always dealing with blood. Hallelujah. And finally, he ended it with the blood of Jesus Christ. Because when man died, God needs life to also to bring man back to life. Hallelujah. Amen. He says, for it is the life of all flesh. The blood of it is for the life thereof. Amen. Is somebody here with me? So blood, I want you to understand, blood signifies life and the better blood of Jesus Christ is life unto us and is living for us. Is somebody hearing me? The better blood of Jesus or the blood of Jesus is life unto us and is living for us. Hallelujah. Amen. In John chapter 10, verse 17 and verse 18. John 10, 17 and 18. He says, therefore that my father loved me because I laid down my life that I might take it again. Where did Jesus lay down his life? When he shed his blood. Hallelujah. Is somebody here with me? When he shed his blood, he laid down his life. But in verse 18, he said, no man can take it from me, but I lay it down myself, and I have the power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it again. So, the blood of Jesus is alive forevermore. He didn't die, and that was not the end. Hallelujah. He said, I laid it down sometime, and I've taken it back. So the blood is alive for you and I. And it is life unto us. And it is living for us. Is somebody hearing me? That's why Jesus said in Revelations when he met John, he said, I was the one who was dead, but I'm now alive. I was the one who shed my blood, and I went off for an assignment, and now I'm alive. Amen. Another thing I want us to understand about life is that, about blood, is that blood speaks. Blood speaks. Blood speaks. In Genesis chapter 4, verse 10, we understood how Abel's blood was speaking unto God. And you even realize that in our day, you cannot just kill people just like that and go scot free. Hello? Is somebody hearing me? 410, he said, and he said, what has thou done? God speaking to Cain. See, the voice of your brother's blood is crying unto me from the ground. Blood speaks. We're talking about the power of the blood of Jesus. But I want you to understand that the power of the blood of Jesus, which is living for you and I, speaks. Hallelujah. Hebrews 12, 24. Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 24. He says, and to Jesus, he talked about we having come unto God through Jesus. He said, unto Jesus, the mediator. Okay, let's start from verse 23 to make it more understandable. To the general assembly and the church, of the firstborn which are written in heaven and to God the judge of all and to the spirits of just men made perfect. See, all these are the great crowd of witnesses that he always talks about. They are all surrounding us. Hallelujah. And then verse 24, it says, we've also come unto Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh. So the blood of Jesus speaks hallelujah and it speaks because it is alive and it is living for us amen are you with me the blood of Jesus will always speak for a purpose hallelujah and the last thing I want us to note about the blood is that blood 
And for that matter, the blood of Jesus is a weapon. Amen? It's a weapon. And I will explain very soon. It's a weapon for our protection and for our defense. That's the first thing. And it's also a weapon for our warfare against the enemy. Hallelujah. The power of the blood of Jesus. We must understand that this blood is a weapon for our protection and for our defense. And it's also a weapon for our warfare against the enemy. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise Jesus. You come to understand that the blood and how it should work in us was prophesied a long time ago from the beginning of man, even to now. Hallelujah. The Lord was just opening my eyes to certain things. The prophecy of the blood of Jesus and its power started with man's beginning. Amen? It started with whose beginning? Man's beginning. Blood and his power. So you come to understand in Genesis chapter 3, verse 21. I will be learning this so, so many times from Papa. When Adam and Eve sinned, they thought they had to use some leaves. But God said, No. Life calls for life. Hallelujah. So something that I will be doing. Some years later to come. I'm starting with you. So God had to kill, shed blood, animals' blood, and then give them his blood. The key thing in that act was not just the covering. The key thing is what God was going to do some years to come. Is somebody hearing me? Hello? So God killed and covered them. Praise the Lord. Because Without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission of sin. As Hebrews chapter 9 verse 22 tells us. So Adam and Eve were trying to find ways and means. But when it comes to God, there's nothing like ways and means. I meet some ministers. That's also part of our call to deal with ministers in our time these days. So... What, what matters is the ways and so what do you mean by ways and means? We're talking about the principles of God. We're talking about the standards of God. We're talking about the precepts of God. So there's nothing like, oh, let's try it. No. Better go align yourself and find the proper way and do it the proper way. That was the mistake of Abel. Sorry, Cain. Hallelujah. And so, in Genesis chapter 4, Cain also had to do some ways and means. And God said, my friend, you've missed it. I still want to see blood because I still want to see life whenever I want to deal with me. Hallelujah. Is somebody here with me? So when it comes to our work with God, everything should be what? Life. Amen? When it comes to you hearing me and listening to the word of God through me, do it with life. Am I talking to somebody here? When it comes to you giving unto the Lord, do it with life. When it comes to you visiting a brother, following him, do it with life. When you are loving somebody, do make let it be life, because with God it is always life. Hallelujah. In other words, it should be the genuine one. It should be the genuine thing. It should be that which will pursue him. It should be that which will make a point before God. Amen. So Cain in Genesis chapter 4 was trying, oh, he brought, when we were in primary school, he said he brought rotten fruit. No, no, no. Cain brought out good fruit. Big ones, nice ones. You see, by your niceties, it's not a way to bribe God. Is somebody hearing me? Hello? There's nothing like, oh, I've tried. He says, either you are hot or you are cold. There's nothing like I'm in between. Oh, I'm trying. No. Better find the right way and do it. 
Hallelujah. So Cain also missed it. Because God needed life, blood for sacrifice. When Abraham was being tested, God in Genesis chapter 22 demanded blood. He said, go sacrifice Isaac, your only son. Hallelujah. Amen. And when the people of Israel were living bondage into the promised land, which signifies you and I being saved from the bondage of sin to the new life in Christ. God also instructed. And all these things were showing what God was going to do some years to come through Jesus Christ. So he told every one of them to make sure that the calamity that is coming will escape you. The only way to do it is that ensure that there's blood on your doorpost. And in Exodus chapter 12, he said, and when I see the blood, I will pass by. Hallelujah. Is somebody hearing me? Amen. And, and you see the same type just before they entered into the promised land. When the ten spies were sent to uh, Jericho to spy the place. In Joshua chapter 2, the Bible said, And when the spies were hidden by Rahab the harlot, and they were saved, and were leaving back to where they came from, they told her that a calamity is coming, which is also the same as how God saved us from bondage into a new life. He said, a calamity is coming, but make sure you put a scarlet, a red thread on your window and we assure you that nothing will come unto you. Is somebody hearing me? We're talking about the power of the blood of Jesus. He said, when I see the blood, I will pass. When I see the blood, you will be protected. And the spouse also told Rahab, that it does not matter who you are and what they know you for. For so long as you have applied the blood, for so long as you put that scarlet red, signifying your belief in what God is going to do in the life of his people, you shall also be saved. Praise the Lord. And so, in the final analysis, God sum it all in Revelation chapter 13 verse 8 when he said the lamb that was slain from the foundations of the world. So realize that all these things were just pointing to what God was going to do. What am I trying to say? To make you and I understand that the power in the blood of Jesus was not just a story. It's something that God has planned to take effect in our lives to work for us and to make us good. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you receiving some understanding? So, with this foundation, let us look at the key elements of the power of the blood of Jesus. He was slain from the foundation of the world. But what are the key elements? There are five key elements. And after these five key elements, if time permits, we'll look at the advantages and the benefits that these key elements brought all from the power of the blood of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Five key elements from the power of the blood of Jesus. Number one, his blood brings redemption. His blood brings redemption. His blood redeems us. His blood buys us from the bondage of sin and death. His blood bought us from the curse of the law. Hallelujah. The curse of the law had so many consequences. And there are everyday troubles for man. 
man was in a degenerating state heading towards destruction. But thank God that by what God had planned from the foundation of the world, Jesus had to come to shed his blood to redeem us, to purchase us. So, hallelujah. Amen. And so in Colossians, but before Colossians, let's read 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. He said, for as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation, in other words, from your vain manner of life, our manner of life was we were being destroyed by the enemy. We were being used by the enemy. He said it was vain. Our manner of life was we, we were people that were rotting, corrupted. Our manner of life is that people who don't know what they were doing. I mean people who were lost. People who were cut off from God said we were not bought with corrupted things like gold and silver from our vain manner of life. That's the meaning of conversation. The conversation is not talking about talking. It's talking about your manner of life. Our manner of life. Received by the tradition from your fathers. That started from our number one father, Adam. Your Bible says, by one man sin entered into the world and by the second Adam who shed his blood, sin was what? Taken off from man. Hallelujah. He said, you were bought with a price, the precious price, that is the blood of Jesus. So that's the first power, the power to redeem us. So, so the blood has power to redeem, power to save, power to deliver. Hallelujah. Power to make you whole from the vain conversation of life. Power to deliver us from the stealing of the enemy, from the destruction of the enemy, from, from the killing of the enemy. He said the thief came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The power in the blood came to sift you from that platform that today the enemy can have no leeway to use up that kind of thing unto us unless you give him the chance. Is somebody hearing me? That is the first cardinal point. Redemption. Say redemption. So in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7, Paul also made it emphatically clear when he was teaching the Ephesus church. He says, in whom we have redemption through his blood. So salvation is in no man, nobody except Jesus Christ. We may have so many good teachers around, but salvation can only be gotten from Jesus Christ. Why? Because he alone has the blood that has the power to redeem us. The blood that has the power to account for atonement the way God wants it. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me? Number two, the power, the potency of the blood is that the blood also has the power to bring us into fellowship with God. These things are not things that can just happen. It brings us into fellowship. So as you sit as a child of God, you should know that the power in the blood should always cause you to be in fellowship. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 13. 2.13. Ephesians. Or maybe let's start from verse 11. He said, wherefore, remember that ye, or you being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh, made by hands. 
12. That at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel. Thank God that today every one of us also have a stake in the commonwealth of Israel. Hallelujah. And strangers from the covenants of promise. Thank God that today you and I are no strangers to the covenant of promise. He says he has given us this promise so that we shall be partakers of his divine nature and enjoy the goodies of heaven so that the estate of heaven for every child of God will be manifested in the state of every child of God on planet earth. Hallelujah. In heaven, we are known by some estate and that's what we must bring it to bear in our earthly state. Amen. In heaven, you are known as a rich person. Are you aware of that? Are you aware that in heaven you are, you are a wealthy person? Bring it to bear in your earthly state. All that we are doing as Christians in aligning to God to ensure that our estate in heaven aligns with our state on earth. The power of the blood of Jesus. He said we were far off. But today we are part of it. Amen? Lift up your right hand and say, I am part of it. No, say it with faith as you understand. I am part of it. You're sometimes the enemy will want to just come in in some way and sometimes you feel far away. You, we are part of it by the power of the blood. So in verse 13, he said, but now in Christ Jesus, how many of us are in Christ Jesus here? You believe you are in Christ Jesus? Uh, some, of us are, so some of us are not sure whether we are still in Christ Jesus. If you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen? The condition is that who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And who is allowing the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus to detect his life. Praise the Lord. And not going back to the law of sin and death. Amen. So he said, but now in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off are made nigh or brought close by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. And that is fellowship. Amen. Amen. So the power of the blood of Jesus brings us into fellowship with God. So sometimes the enemy wants to point to you that you, you are far away. Tell him, by the blood of Jesus, I am in. Hello? Is someone here with me? Number three. The blood makes us, the power of the blood makes us to have peace with God. Peace, perfect peace. In this dark world of sin, the blood of Jesus Christ brings what? Perfect peace. Hallelujah. So, it is not that if I want to. It is mandatory that you and I must walk in perfect peace. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter 1 verse 20. The blood makes us to have peace with God. He says, now, sorry, Colossians 1, 20. Colossians chapter 1, verse 20. He said, and having made peace through the blood of his cross, who made the peace? Who made the peace? Jesus. He said, having made peace, through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. But said he has made peace through the blood of his cross. Hallelujah. So when we see the blood, we must see the peace of God. Is somebody hearing me? Amen? 
Do you have peace that you need to apply and appropriate the blood well so that peace will reign within and without your life? Hallelujah. Hello. That it will not matter whatever is going around you. If you understand what the blood did, and one of them is the peace of God, then you shouldn't allow anything to take you away from that peace. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you receiving some understanding? I'll come and break it down very soon. But I'm showing you the cardinal points. The fourth one. Say with me, cleansing. Cleansing. How do you say cleansing in tree? The blood cleanses us and removes what I call pollution sin from us every day of our lives. Hallelujah. Hello. Let's look at first John chapter 1, verse 7. The blood cleanses and removes pollution sin. It is a process. It's always in the business of cleansing. And whilst we are even here listening to the word of God, the blood is cleansing us. You understand what I'm saying? As you hear the word of God and you take certain decisions not to get into certain things that God doesn't want, you're cleansing yourself. Praise the Lord. That's why it is very, very important always to be where the light of God is. Because the light of God will always stand for development. God will always want to see development in our lives. Development in the spirit realm. Development in the soulish realm. Development in the physical realm. He said, I wish above everything that you will prosper even as your soul prospers. Praise the Lord. But we need the cleansing process. And that's also one of the power. He says, but if we walk in the light... No, give me from verse 6. He says, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, then we are lying and we do not do the truth. So if you're a child of God, I'm a child of God and I think I can in my own small way do it the way I want it. I was talking to somebody, he said, me, he said, yeah, I'm a Christian, but me, I want you to know that I have a liberal mind. I said, what, what do you mean by liberal mind? Hello? And what she meant was that I me, me pen, and I me here. And then why, what from coin? Is somebody hearing me? It, it's, it's sad when, when you meet people and the kind of philosophies and the kind of ideologies. No wonder Paul spoke to the Colossus church. He said, make sure nobody spoil you with the philosophies of men. Because the things that she's talking about was very, very nice to the mind, but very, very bad to the word of God. He said, I have a liberal mind. He said, no, the church has not been called into liberalism. The church is a called out into the fold of God so that they might listen to God's word. So we have been called out to walk in the light. Hallelujah. And as we walk in the light, he continues to perfect us. That is why we are here. No one is perfect, but we are here to be perfected. That's why I say, be ye perfect as your father in heaven is what? Perfect. So as we come before him, as we stay in his word, as we decide and elect ourselves to walk in the light, he said the blood of Jesus will always continue to cleanse us. Praise the Lord. Verse 7. So if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Hallelujah. Hebrews 9.14. Hebrews 9.14. So it's a process. So how, more, more, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Hallelujah. 
That is why if you want to see someone who is striving well in the Lord, is the one who is always aligned well with God. Amen? I'm not talking about the one who comes just to church, but the one who is aligned well to God. Amen? Because the church is not where we go. The church is who we are. Did you hear me? The church is not just where we go. He said in this dispensation, God is not dwelling in just, but as people in this physical body, we need to come together so that the blood will continue to work for us. Hallelujah. Amen. But when we come, concentrate on your life and not just seeing yourself within the food because that alone is not enough. Am I speaking to somebody here? Amen. The church is not where you go. The church is who you are. A chosen people, a holy nation, a peculiar people chosen to show forth the praises of him that has called us from darkness into his marvelous light. So that whilst you and I stay in the light, the process of cleansing will continue. Amen? I know as we go on today, somebody has received some bit that will help him or her to cleanse. Hello? Praise the Lord. And the last one on the cardinal points is that the blood gives us power over the devil. Hello? So when we talk about the power of the blood of Jesus, these are the five things. Let me give the scripture for the last one. Revelations 12, 11. We know it. It says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. The blood gives us power. So as you sit down hearing me at the sound of my voice, know that the blood has given you and I the capacity, say with me, capacity and the capability to overcome the enemy. It's not a choice. But when you allow it, so it says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. You see, the devil, let me tell you something, the devil hates the blood and the devil fears the blood because of what it did to him some two years, two thousand years ago. When he thought he had finished him, he didn't know. It was this same blood that was said that is going to bring his doom. Hello? Because the blood is the purchasing power of our redemption. Hallelujah. The devil fears and hates the blood of Jesus. So know how to use the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. I remember sometimes we went to do some crusade in Suyani when we were on campus. In Suyani, Second Suyani, then we were praying for the people, delivering and all that. And there was this young girl who see that possessed. So we had to pray. And so we were praying then. One of our guys asked, so what's your name? And, and the way the spirit looked at our face, our chain, I said, oh. So I looked at her. Yeah, now she answered. Then he started manifesting. And that was the big end of the, the story. The blood. Right? So we give you the blood to drink. But he was being stubborn. I was told of a song where some people were praying to deliver a lady. And this lady was even beating the people. Five hours. Praying, praying. And there was another brother sitting at the back. Then this lady charged onto that brother. And what the brother said, what just came to him that plead the blood. So he said, I plead the blood. Then the, the, the demon possessed lady fell down. He said, I hate the blood. I don't want to hear about the blood. So all the other deliverance people say, hey, we've got the antidote. Five hours, we are struggling. Come on, come on, come on. So they started, we plead the blood by the blood. And then that was the end of the deliverance. The lady was delivered. Because the blood gives us power. 
The devil, today, if you forget anything, remember that the devil hates the blood and he fears the blood. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me, somebody? So, these are the five key things that you must always, and realize that I'm going to, I listed some things that I, maybe later we can, but we'll run through some of them freely. But these are the key cardinal points, and everything that I'll be talking about comes from these key things. The first one is what? Redemption. The second one is what? Oh, talk to me. We are in a teaching class. The second one is what? The third one is what? And the fourth one is what? And the fifth one is what? Right. So now let me take you through some specific things. When you are doing verse 30 about the blood, some specific things that are listed. And realize that all these things are coming from this key five points. Redemption, fellowship, peace, cleansing, and power over Satan. Amen. Amen. Let me read what I read. If one day I will have to maybe write my books. Some benefits and advantages we derive from the power of the blood of Jesus. So with this key cardinal point, these are some of the benefits and advantages. Now, this point, these are the first points I've written. The blood of Jesus provides the only solution to man's greatest problem. Born into a fallen world with no hope of recovery and restoration to our first glory with God. The power of the blood not only redeems us, but also provides numerous benefits and advantages to the believer in Christ. Number one, when you read Hebrews 9.28, please write the scripture. I want to go do, do verse 30, but I'll just tell you what I learned from there. You to go and learn something from there. Hebrews 9.28, he says, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many to those who eagerly wait for him he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. And the cardinal point that said, he was offered once to bear the sins of many. My debt was paid once and for all. That's the advantage and benefit from the power of the blood. Hello? Let me ask this question. I decided to do some small exercise. Our debt is paid. Which of the cardinal point is coming from? Is my question clear? Now I'm taking you to uh, the lecture theater. He said it was once offered to bear the sins as he shed his blood. And I'm saying that I learned that my debt is paid. Which cardinal point? The five points that I listed, which of them is it coming from? Redemption. Are you with me? Hello? See, in this idea, let's do Bible studies. I love it. Hallelujah. Two, Romans 5, 9. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. And my learning is that I am justified. Romans 5, 9. I'm justified. Which of the cardinal point is it coming from? <laughs> Hello. You are doing studies there. Eh? Which of the cardinal points? Is it redemption? Is it fellowship? Is it peace? Is it cleansing? Is it power over the enemy? Go and think about it. But the truth is that I am justified. Praise the Lord. You're talking about the power. So, as you know that you have been justified, you don't allow the enemy to condemn you. The devil is very, very smart. But he said, we have been justified by his blood. Three, I am forgiven. And, and I was learning more about communion. Ephesians 1.7, we have read, read it. He said, in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. But let's read also Matthew chapter 26, verse 28, in addition to this scripture. I am forgiven. Matthew 26, 28. He says, for this is my blood. When Jesus 
was administering the last communion with his disciples. And we always do it. He said we should do this in remembrance of him. But listen to what he said. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission or for the forgiveness of sins. So the benefit and advantage I gain from the power of the blood of Jesus is that I am forgiven. Do you accept that? Hello? I am forgiven. There should be no guilt. I know a brother who accepted Jesus, but for so many years, the devil was finding ways and means to put him in some jacket. So the brother was not having that freedom. So one day, he came up. I said, but what does the scripture say? That this is the confidence that we have if you are in Christ. Are you in Christ? I said, yes. But he says, but sometimes I don't feel like that. So we are not talking about feelings here. We are talking about faith. You can never deal with God without faith. Amen? You are for all these years, the enemy will say, no. If, if you are really forgiving, you see, you should be free. I said, no, no, no. You should have faith that you are free and you see the freedom. You are forgiven. That is what the word says. He said, through the blood, I am what? Forgiven. And that's why when we are coming for, for, uh, for communion, know that, hey, as we take communion, we should know that, hey, we are forgiven. That's why you don't allow the enemy to tell you don't come to communion. Communion time is not the time to show who is spiritual and who is not spiritual. In some churches, that's what it means. There was a congregation, <laughs> I was told, when it's communion, sometimes only one person who goes for communion. And you see everybody sitting there. So you can see the man walking. Yeah. The righteous man going for communion. I said, what did scripture say? He said, once you judge yourself, once you put things in place, go for your communion. So that the forgiveness will be what? Stamped for you. Hallelujah. Is somebody hearing me? Romans 5, 9. Again, I am spared from God's wrath. It's a much more having been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. So any wrath that is coming, Bible says the wrath of God is coming unto the children of what? Disobedience. But thank God that by the blood we have been spared. And which of the cardinal points? Redemption. Praise the Lord. First Peter chapter 2, 24. We are healed. Spiritually healed. Physically healed. What does he say? He says, who in his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree that we being dead to sins should live unto righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. And when you go to Isaiah chapter 53, he talks about the Lord Jesus also healing us by his stripes. And what he means is that through the stripes, blood was shed. Are you aware of that? Hello? You know how the stripes it was like? They have this pinpointed like nails. It gets into the body and then it tears the flesh. That's the stripe. And with every tearing, will come with what? Oozing of blood. Right? And it was done to Jesus how many times? 40 minus 1, 39. You see? And that's why the devil fears the blood. When all those things were going on, he and his people were jubilating. Ah, But he didn't know that every one of the stripes was procuring healing. So whether diabetes, number one, pam. This stripe is for diabetes, number two, pam. This is for stroke, number three, pam. This is for that, this is for that, this is for that. That is why you cannot remain under the bondage of Sickness is a matter of time because by his stripes you were healed. Not that you are now going to be healed, though, you have been done on, worked on, 
Amen. So every stripe was for our healing. The power of the blood of the, that's why the devil fears and hates the blood. Hallelujah. I have, I, I went to about 30, 30 of them. What the blood does. Maybe I'll use it for a book and then come and sell it to you. Hallelujah. Amen. John 6, 53. Said, then Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood, you have no life in him. That's why you don't allow the enemy to push you away from taking communion. You know, the devil knows the benefits you get. So please, I beg you in the name of the Lord. That is also not a yardstick for you to go and do things your own way and say no. The Bible says, should we continue to sin because grace abounds? No. But if for any reason, you should remember that we have a lawyer. First John chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Right? So that we can have the liberty because when we eat his flesh and we drink his blood, he said we become spiritually alive. Hello? He passes over us. Praise the Lord. So that we can get to the place called, that we can get to our destination. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Revelation 12, 11, we know it. I have the power to overcome the enemy. Which, which cardinal point is that? Power over the enemy. Galatians 3.13 Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law having become curse for us. It is written curse is everyone who hangs on a tree. He has redeemed us from the curse of the law. And when you go further it says he also redeemed us from the bondage of the law. The curse of the law brought sin and death. And the bondage of the law brought about our vain conversation, our vain manner of life. So Paul in Romans 7 was saying, he said, the good things I want to do, I couldn't do. But the, the bad things I don't want to do, that was what I do. Because at that point in time, that man was sold under the curse of the law. But thank God, when he was crying, he said, who will save me from this calamity? He said, thank God for Christ. And he's thanking God for Christ because Christ came and his blood redeemed us, purchased us. Just like we know from the slave trade, they, they put the slave on the board. That's okay. Look at this one. He's tall. Oh, see him. Okay. Offer. The people will be offering the slave trade. So we'll give you this. We'll give you this dollar. He says, okay, you've been bought. Then when you are bought, then they'll put the stamp of your slave master. Sometimes through this and put it um, like a scar and you are you are a slave amen but thank god that the blood of jesus christ came and he purchased us praise the lord that now our former master cannot come and say for us to say yes sir to him now he will come and will say get thee behind me for you have no part in me. Yo, this is what Jesus taught me. He has delivered me from every bondage of sin and death. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Joel chapter 3 verse 21. Shock, it is also there. <laughs> he says, for I will cleanse their blood that I have not cleansed. For the Lord dwells in Zion. He dwells where? Zion. Which of the cardinal points is he talking about? What I learned is that my blood has been purged. Are you aware that your blood has been purged? Are you aware that your blood is not like the other people? You are a special type of species. Amen. Sometimes you, you don't walk like who you are. Amen. And the devil wants to 
play you down on your ignorance. But know who you are. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh. Oh, Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2, 12 to 13. I am no longer a stranger to the covenant of promise. We have, you have read that already. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. He said, I have been declared righteous. All these are benefits and advantages that we get from the power of the blood of Jesus. Colossians chapter 2, verse 15. He said, I have been moved from the enemy's kingdom into the kingdom of God. All these things are confessions I make from my studies. Are you with me? So I read from Colossians 2.15. It says, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. And when Jesus did this and redeemed me, he said he sifted me from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. So when I'm talking, I say, I'll be moved from the enemy's kingdom into the kingdom of God. And this one was achieved by the power of the blood of Jesus. It's not a mouth say. It's something that happened. Hallelujah. There are so many, so maybe one day we'll, we'll, we'll continue. But all that we say in Britain is that having known all these benefits, these cardinal points, redemption, fellowship, peace, cleansing, and power, we should know how to use the blood appropriately. There's power in the blood. I always use it to meet any demand of death. Hello? Praise the Lord. That's what Jesus said. No. Let the blood of Jesus meet every demand of death. Use the blood. Because it has power as a weapon to defend yourself, to protect yourself, to deliver you, and also to make warfare against the enemy. We all can also use the blood to sanctify because the blood cleanses. Praise the Lord. Hebrews 9.22, use the blood to sanctify. It's everything is cleansed. That's why in our day, I mean, sometimes I hear people in this, and Namu, and this, Bible says is that everything is sanctified. Provided you can eat it, go and eat it. Is somebody here with me? Hello? Or oh, there's somebody here, say, yes, I'm conferencing. Pork, what's the name? They have a special name for it. Domido. I know some of them, I asked some, I asked them, so why? So I can't answer, but in the New Testament, everything is sanctified. Oh, then he also gave me another scripture. But do you remember that Jesus' time, Jesus cast demons and they went into the pigs. Do you remember that story? And then all the pigs ran into the sea. So, yeah, so that one is in the New Testament. So, pigs are not, so they said, wait. But where did the pigs also go? He said, the pigs all ran into the sea. Who are living in the sea? The fishes. So, do you eat fish? You see, sometimes people use their tools. I said, do, you, do you know that when the pigs went to the sea, the fishes also eat them? So, it means the fishes are also having demons. So, don't eat fish. Hello. When we read scripture, it says, everything is sanctified by what? Prayer. Through the blood of Jesus. The only thing Paul said was that if your faith will worry a brother or sister, then don't go and do Ujashio's feet there. Help that brother till he also comes to that knowledge and that understanding. But you can sanctify everything with the blood. Hallelujah. What does he say? The other things that plead the blood upon you. And I do it a lot. I plead the blood. I plead the blood. Plead the blood and let it speak for you because I said the blood speaks. Hello. Hello. Learn to know how to plead the blood. Learn how to come also under the canopy of the blood for protection. 
I'm going out a place. I place myself under the canopy of the blood for protection. Hallelujah. And sometimes you go and you see certain things, then your mind comes, ah, protection has come. Praise Jesus. Use it for your warfare. Use it for your deliverance. And use it for your protection. So when I see the blood, I will pass. That's protection. He said he made a public show of them. Deliverance. 12, 11, we all came. Warfare.